to the airwaves. My name is Colin, I'm Mr. Valentine, and you are listening to the Mr. and Mrs. Valentine podcast recorded live from our apartment. Hello everybody and welcome to the Mr. and Mrs. Valentine show. My name is Colin. And my name is Lindsay. And on this podcast we're currently reviewing movies for you guys. We're watching through every Disney animated feature film in chronological order um, for the most part. Um... Today is a special episode. Why is it a special episode? Because we're doing two in one. We're doing two in one. Uh, it's still going to be at the same length because neither of these movies, in my opinion, are terribly interesting enough for us to justify a long conversation about. It's fair. Um, not to say either of them were, like, you know, uh, bad or anything, but they're just, like, not the most terribly interesting films. Yeah, like, it, it's very straightforward how each film goes, so yeah. it's like there's not much intricacy to discuss. There's not a lot of, uh, the second one doesn't have a lot of music to it, and the first one, I feel like, to an extent, has been discussed um, to death. Uh, so, yeah, we will go through those. And, okay, so I have, my t- I have our tier list in front of us. Um, so the first one we watched, the first one we're going to go through is Peter Pan. Um, general story beats of Peter Pan. Lindsay, you want to tell us how, how Peter Pan goes? Sure. Uh, so it starts off with three siblings, um, I guess talking about Peter Pan and you can tell they are very like rambunctious kind of right. Like, like together, they just, they don't like necessarily get into trouble, but they're just like normal kids. Right. Um, and they're the two brothers' sister, Wendy, always tells them about Peter Pan as like basically like their bedtime stories. And we find out that um, their dog, which is their nanny, actually stole Peter Pan's shadow. I don't know how. It's just told you. We also know that Peter Pan's that? apparently been lurking around checking these kids out. Yeah, and it it, it he's first out. introduced very creepily. Um, he has bad vibes to me. I wouldn't let him around my children, but I don't mm. have kids, so. And we're not going to. <laughs> um, and then later on, he um, takes them to Neverland, and you find out that first of all, Tinkerbell is a very jealous little pixie. And tries to kill Wendy. Um, they have some songs and dances. And we meet Captain Hook and his crew. Mm-hmm. And they almost kill Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Wendy offers all the boys of Neverland to go home with them. And they're like, no, we're not ready. Yeah. And then uh, they go home. That's, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, overall, I don't, like, it's, it's boring. Uh, for the most part, there's the open, like, it takes, in my opinion, entirely too long to get to the title character of the movie. Yeah. It's like, it's named after him, and yet, like, it takes, like, 15 minutes to actually meet him it just feels entirely too long um i mean we'd be remiss to not and i mean i know Lindsay's just chomping at the bit to let it all out on this uh it's the film is staggeringly 
racist towards indigenous people. Daggeringly. Um, Is this like the worst depiction yet? Of indi- well, it's not, I don't think we've had a depictions of indigenous people. We, in we have, movie. like in um, Pinocchio. No? Yes. Oh, yeah. right, yeah, there was a casino. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, but that even that was just like, it was quick. This was a lot of discussions about how they're savages. And, um, you know, obviously the whole song, Why is the Red Man Red? And it, it, it's all very gross. And I we don't need to go deeply into it. And I tried to not let that impact its ranking because we are trying to look at them as just as movies, but we would be remiss to discuss it. And it's like, it's not okay. Um, anyway, the movie itself, it's not, in my opinion, terribly interesting. It's pretty much everything you think it is. There's not a lot that I was like, oh man, I totally forgot that that happened, um, except for the naked mermaids. All the mermaids were topless. For no reason. Well, I don't. I think some of them. No, they all have like okay. stuff covering them, but it's like it's very obvious that they're all topless and they're all hitting on Peter and tried to also kill Wendy. Yeah, um, Tinkerbell is significantly more sexualized than I thought she was. Lindsay. Um. Yeah. Like, like I feel. I don't know what you want me to say I about that. Say, uh, well, I mean, uh, yeah, so, like, they did a lot of, like, butt shots for Tinkerbell, and I mean, I guess I was just a little surprised by it, because I'm so used to her more modern-day depiction as, like, the front line of, like, oh, the sweet Tinkerbell animated films and stuff, and it's just, like, she's kind of a jerk in this, and she's, um... They really tried to redeem her in future films. I think it's because they realized, holy crap, we can make money off this. <laughs> Better make her nice so people want to buy her stuff. Right. Um, um. Yeah, it was, I don't know. Like, it's been a while since we watched Peter Pan because we both got sick with COVID. And so it's been a while. But, like, the fact that two weeks on or three weeks on or whatever, I remember so little about this movie. Just to me, it screamed. It was not good. Right, and I guess that's. I guess that's ref- that reflects as to why I never really wanted to watch it as a kid. Yeah, it's just boring. It, it's like, it's not memorable. Yeah, it's not good, but it's not bad. Other than the like obvious racism, Captain Hook is probably the most interesting character in the movie. Yes, like, um, those are the parts where I actually paid attention. And like honestly. If there was going to be any Disney villain that I'm like, no, they're just like totally misunderstood. It's Captain Hook because, okay, sure, he's a pirate and pirates aren't good dudes. But it mostly just seems like Peter Pan showed up to ruin his life for fun and just basically showed up and bullied him. And so it's like, no, I understand why you want to kill him. He's an annoying little little jerk. Well, they also they're like, oh, man, he cut off your hand. But that's just what boys do. And it's like, I have never seen a, yeah, like, a boy do that so i don't know where you're getting that from. yeah and, and i mean we don't get backstory like i mean in other disney movies like we see oh the villain is like doing obviously bad stuff here it just seems like captain hook just wants to go be a pirate again wants to sail um but, but he's somehow stuck there and peter pan just bullies him so he wants revenge and i'm like 
it feels like this whole world is basically just like Peter Pan's to control, and it's like yeah. I guess that's why they every, never every, leave. everyone talks about how cool and great and wonderful and brave he is, but he honestly just seems like a petulant child who moans and complains when he doesn't get his way. Right. Right. Like when he finds out that Wendy wants to go home, he just stubbornly just whines about it, and he's like, "Well, then I'm not talking to any of you." And he goes and sits in his room, and it's like he doesn't come across as genuinely heroic at all. Mm-hmm. And it's clear he only wanted to bring Wendy to Neverland because he was attracted to her. And just wanted another person to be like, yeah. oh, you're so great. And dude. when she's like, oh, I want to bring my brothers, it's initially like he doesn't really want to. And yeah, like it's just. Honestly, the movie feels more like Lord of the Flies than anything because you see uh, John and Michael just become really like. um, Aggressive. Aggressive and really like part of the culture and like, oh, yeah, let's fight and whatever. And oh, man. uh, And they're being like sexist, you know, because that's what the native song tells them to do, which is, again, a whole other problem. But um, it's just like, I don't know. You you think going into it, it's like, oh man, it's Neverland and it's Peter Pan. This is going to be a charming film about youth. And it's like, no, Peter Pan's just kind of a jerk to everybody who doesn't immediately do what he wants when he wants. Right. It's like an only child who yeah. never learned how Literally to share. Literally worst main character. Um, he gets no points. Captain Hook was probably in the right. Um, the music was nothing to write home about. Um, the mother's song was nice. That was nice. I will agree. It was nice. Yeah. Um, and the little boy, Michael, or is that John? It's Michael. He's adorable. He is adorable. He's in his little footy pajamas the entire movie. He's so cute. Uh, and he brings his teddy bear with him. Yeah, but honestly, um, Wendy and Hook are probably the most interesting characters in the film. Uh, and I mean, if you look at it, whereas... Yes, the movie's titled Peter Pan, but Wendy's the protagonist, okay? Because it's about her not wanting to grow up, and by going to a place where she never has to grow up, she realizes the importance of it and matures and grows through it, and Peter Pan does not grow or mature or do anything. He's just a dick. Yeah, I don't... Like, if any character had, like, a straight line as their character arc, that would be Peter. Yeah. Like, yeah. it might make a little change because he, I, I think he was kind of affected by Wendy, but obviously not I mean, enough like, to he, do anything he, remarkable. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't like him. Um, do you have anything else you want to say on the movie? Not really. Uh, I think we gave it a C. Are you comfortable with that ranking? Like, just fully middle of the road? Yeah. Like, because I'm looking at our D tier, which currently only has Snow White, and it's like, it was more interesting than Snow White. It was more cohesive, but it's just, yeah, whatever. I've seen it. I have no intention to watch it again, ever. Um, It was fine. I think the first time I tried to watch it as, like, an adult, I stopped watching halfway through because I was like, I don't even find this interesting. Yeah, I don't, you, like... None of the Lost Boys get really into development. Like, you just... You care so little about so many, so many of the characters. Um, however, the week after that, we watched Lady and the Tramp. Which was better than I thought it was going to be. I really enjoy um, it. 
it was first and foremost before we get into the plot of the movie staggeringly adorable lady is drawn as such a cute sweet dog she's adorable she's adorable with like and, and the fact that like they like she's a cocker spaniel which is a cute breed but like they made her ears look like long hair right and she's just she's so cute. I think they're all very cute. They're all very cute, but like Lady stuck out to me as I like think, I think she's the only like main girl dog. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's that other girl dog in the in the pound, but you can tell that that's kind of like yeah. an aged. Dog. Um, and then Tramp is yeah, I I, I like Tramp. Um. Anyways, uh, Lindsay, plot of the movie. So it basically starts off with, um, what is it? Like, is it, I forget what they call each other. They like the, oh, uh, dear, Jim Deer and Darling. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they referred to that at the entire time, which is very sweet. Like just thinking because they called each other that because they're so in love. And so lady just, it's like a child not knowing that their mom, like what their mom's actual name is. Cause their dad always calls them deer. Yeah. Um, or something like that. And, um, so it starts off with a Christmas scene and she's like, Oh, a hat box. So I guess she's assuming that she's getting a hat. A lovely hat. Yes. And she's like, Oh, it's the one I saw in the store. And then you find, then it moves and there's a puppy in it. And she's like, Oh, it's adorable. And she is. And uh, they proceed to not actually name her except they call her a little lady. And there you go. That's her name. Lady. Um, and then it just proceeds like as we a, get a short a we get a short puppy. scene of her be trying they try to like put her to bed in her dog bed in the kitchen and she doesn't want to and she keeps finding ways out and she finally sneaks out and curls up in the bed and they're like okay we'll dress tonight and then it cuts to when she's older six months later six months later and she still gets to sleep in the bed so it's like clearly which is honestly classic like my parents would not let my dog sleep in the bed like they refused to she would sleep in when we first got her she would sleep in the same room in her kennel but she wouldn't sleep on the bed and now i'm pretty sure she sleeps on the bed every single day yeah dogs dogs will always find a way to get what they want they're Um, just so cute you can't just say no to them and so then uh dear and darling as i'm just gonna call them uh have a baby little baby boy a little baby boy and uh it's interesting seeing how like the like people react to this as well because it's like you can see that like all the moms and the women are like oh it's gonna be so cute here's some like booties and here's some stuff for your baby and then in the other room the guys are like oh your life's is your life is ruined man like good luck it's funny uh and so lady does uh once she understands why they've been like in a weird mood lately understands that she becomes very protective of it yes it's just so cute it's adorable and so, dear and darling, after the birth of the baby, I don't know how long. Do you know how long after? Not sure. I just know that it's like still a baby. Yeah, which so is probably within the first year. They decide to go on a vacation because they need one. So Jim, dear's aunt Sarah, we do not like Aunt Sarah. We do not like Aunt Sarah. She, aunt Sarah's not evil. She's doing her best. She's just mis- she just misunderstands. Everything. I think she's just the kind of person who doesn't like dogs. She yeah, she's clearly a cat person, and so her perspective is skewed. She's not bad because 
if you think of it in human terms, like she is trying to protect the baby, right? And she thinks she's doing a good job of it. Um, but because we're rooting for the dogs, she comes across as terrible. Um, right. So anyways, she first of all, like she goes to see the baby and ladies like, oh, I want to come too because this is my baby, you know, as my friend. And uh, Sarah's like, no, get out of here, kicks her out. And then Sarah's uh, cats, Cy and Am, these Siamese cats who sing a very uh, racially insensitive song. There's a lot of racism in old Disney movies, and I don't want to ignore it, but I also don't want to devote our entire podcast to talking right. about it because I feel like it's been done to death. Right. Like, it's worth mentioning that it happens so people are aware yeah. before going in. And it's not but- okay, but, like, also, we're not going to spend forever and a day talking about it because, like, you can just go read articles online. Like, everyone knows. This isn't a surprise to anyone anymore. Um and it and is, it's, like, noted before the movie begins yeah, that there are yeah. some outdated yeah. views so, portrayed. So then the cats uh, essentially ransack the house, and Sarah, being a cat person, is like, what? Lady, how could you do this? Uh, refusing to believe that her obviously evil cats did this. Yeah, I and then, and then the cats go and, like, get milk from... From the baby's room, and it's like, you, you, seriously? Like- yeah. And so then, what happens to them? So then they go to the, not the pound, but like the pet store to get a muzzle. Right. And they're like, oh, this is like the top quality one. Which, and then- I just want to say, that's super messed up. You are house-sitting for someone. You can't go and buy a muzzle for yeah, their dog. You can't muzzle their dog. You can when they get back, suggest, hey, maybe you should muzzle your dog, which is still screwed up and you shouldn't do that. But like, like, if you don't want the dog around, ask one of the neighbors who has a dog if they'd be willing to take care of them for a little while. Yeah, like, hey, can you hold on to this dog for a week? Um, I'm not good with dogs or whatever. Or like, I don't know, man. I don't know. There's just so many other options. So obviously, but, like, lady, do not buy a muzzle for someone else's dog. No, that is just a terrible thing to do. That's horrible. Um, so obviously, Lady is quite frightened, and I believe she runs away immediately afterwards. Uh, yeah. And uh, the tramp finds her and was like, "Oh, we got to get this muzzle off of you." And he kind of like was like, "Oh, like when your family has a baby, then they're going to totally forget about you, and suddenly you're like out in the doghouse." And obviously, what happened to him? Yeah. Which is um, sad. It is very sad to know that that was his background, and that's why he is a stray. Yeah, and he's um, very bitter about, you know. Right. And it's obvious, like, not every family is like that, but it's very sad to know that some families would just abandon their dog like that. Well, and I mean, in, in real life, we know that there, there are families that do that, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Yeah, so... They find a beaver who cuts this thing off of her and uses it as, like, I don't know, a thing to help him drag trees. Um, This beaver is at the zoo, I think. And so suddenly this uh, muzzle is off of Lady and now this beaver is using it. And I don't, I I wish we could have seen the zookeeper's reaction to finding a muzzle on this beaver. Um, so Lady and Tramp, Lady and Tramp essentially hit the town, and it's fun, and it's cute, and you get the spaghetti scene. The spaghetti scene. And it's adorable, 
And then is that when Lady and and then after that, Lady ends up in the pound, correct? Um, shortly afterwards, yes. Yeah, and um, Tramp does break her out, but while in there, she finds out that no, she doesn't. How does she get out? Like her, this Aunt Sarah comes to get her. Okay, because she's like, oh, my dog ran away. Oh, okay, I forget. And then these the uh, the pound keeper is like, ah, you're such a cutie. You don't deserve to be in this pound. Yeah. And you also find out like this is a this is not one of those no kill shelters, which is really depressing. Yeah. However, and like like the 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 guy at the pound is not portrayed as a villain. He's just a guy doing his job. Right. Um, like they don't make him like evil. Yeah. Um, they barely actually. While show in the him. pound, however, Lady does find out from that aged dog you previously mentioned uh, that it's like, "Hey, honey, you're not special." Like Tramp finds a new girl like every night. Tramp is a little scamp. Tramp is a tramp is a tramp. <laughs> um, I was like, no, like he finds a new girl like every night, and she's very upset about that. And he, I think he tries to talk to her, and she's like, "I don't want to talk to you." Like after yeah, she was he, he comes to visit her while she's outside and and she's like, no, go away. And so he leaves very sadly and then he gets caught by the the, the dog catcher, the dog catcher. Yeah. And so then a rat. And, and this is like the final boss villain of the movie. Oh, never mind. That doesn't happen yet. It is. Is this rat and um, lady is try, goes in and it, uh, the rat ends up in the baby's room. And lady so, and lady tries to stop it, but Aunt Sarah gets upset with her and throws her outside and yeah, ties her because out there. It's like, well, you're barking in the baby's room, and you shouldn't be doing that. And it's like, okay, well, she's trying to warn you and protect the baby. Or wait, no, I think I think Lady's been tied up outside the entire time. She's just been barking. Oh, okay. So then Tramp comes. I don't remember. This. Tramp comes and is like, "What's going on?" And she's like, "There's a there's a rat in the baby's room." So Tramp. Goes inside and gets the, and tries to, like, get the rat. Meanwhile, he does knock over the baby's bed, which is, like, the crib, which is very upsetting okay. to see. So, it's what it says, Tramp arrives to apologize, Lady berates him for having other girlfriends, and for his failure to rescue her from the pound. And Lady, at this point, is chained up in the backyard as punishment for running away. Uh, Thereafter, a rat sneaks into the house. Lady sees the rat and barks frantically at it, but Sarah tells her to be quiet. Tramp hears her barking, rushes back, enters the house, corners the rat in the nursery. Lady breaks free and rushes to the nursery, where Tramp inadvertently knocks over the crib before killing the rat. The commotion alerts Sarah, who thinks they harmed the baby because she's an idiot. She pushes Tramp into a closet and locks Lady in the basement. She calls the pound to take Tramp away. Uh, Deer and Darling return home as the dog catcher departs, and when they release Lady, she leads them to the dead rat. Right, and it's like, obviously, like, you... How did Sarah miss the dead rat? Bones exist... Well, it was wrapped up in, like, the curtain, because the curtain fell. Um, But it's like, how do you not, like, call the, like, the, like, Jim, Deer, and Darling and be like, hey, your dog's acting nuts, and it's like, well, like... She doesn't. What are you doing? Because obviously she wouldn't act like that for no reason. Because immediately they're like, no, she's trying to tell us something because they understand their dog. Yeah. And so then um, they basically say to Aunt Sarah, like, hey, you suck. You're being really mean. Um, And uh, they find the rat. Yeah, they find the rat. Jock and Trusty go and they catch the wagon, which crashes. 
and uh, Jim Deere and Lady go in the Yet Tramp, and they adopt him. And meanwhile, um, and then they have Rusty, trust, uh, trusty, trusty. Um, he um, broke his leg because the wagon fell on top of him. But he's okay. He's okay though. Uh, Tramp and Lady have started their own family. Lady has given a birth to a litter of four puppies. And uh, Jock and Trusty come to visit, and... And Jock yeah. is wearing an adorable little sweater. Yeah, because he's a little Scottish terrier, so he wears a little, like, tartan sweater. He's uh, adorable. The movie, the movie's cute. Like, I mean, we went into probably a little too much detail, but, like, it's just... It's a cute, sweet movie. Um, there's no, like, villain, right? Like, Aunt Sarah is just trying to protect the baby, but because she's not a dog person, she misunderstands everything. And, you know, the Siamese cats are just jerks. The rat's a villain, but it doesn't even talk like all the other characters, so it's clearly just just, an animal. You can just tell it's depicted as, like, the enemy, as most films do depict rats as... Uh, But, like, overall, it's good. Like, it's animated very beautifully. There aren't a ton of... I don't think there's any songs... Are there any songs? There are songs. I know because Lady, I believe, is singing about the baby at one point. Okay. I forget things. And then when they're in the pound, they also sing about being in the pound. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, overall, very good movie. Um, definitely something that I would like want to watch again. Yes. Uh, I definitely would want to watch it again. Um, so do, we have, do you have anything else you want to say about it before we give it our tier ranking? No, I I think that's about everything. Okay. Like, so it ended up in our B tier. Yes, uh, I think like it could have been A, but it just needed a bit more. Yeah, so that means we got to place it in the B tier, though. Um, so is it better or worse than Bambi? Mm. I'd say better. Yes. Is it better or worse than Ichabod and Mister Toad? I don't know. Say on par. Yeah, I mean, Wind in the Willows is better than Lady and the Tramp, but Lady and the Tramp is better than Sleepy Hollow. Yes. So, because, like, yeah, we, we pretty much agreed that Wind in the Willows was A tier and Sleepy Hollow was C tier. So we just kind of, like, split the difference and put it in B. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to say that Lady and the... I, I, I'm going to say Lady and the Tramp is better than Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yes. So, uh, for those of you who are following along at home, from I will go through the movies we've watched so far from worst to best. Uh, so, worst is Pinocchio. Movie sucked. Then Dumbo, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Peter Pan, Bambi, Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Lady and the Tramp, Alice in Wonderland, and at the top of our list so far, Cinderella, which was like it was stellar it was so good yes uh, i basically was just missing that like yeah to get it into s tier um speaking mm-hmm. of some of those other movies though we have gone back and we have rewatched live action versions of both cinderella and alice in wonderland yes um both of which were very good um we're not gonna go too deep into them because you might do like disney live action tier list at some point but uh safe to say that they were very very good um and maybe now i'll watch live action lady and the tramp i do like that one that one's really cute the dogs are such like 
perfect portrayal. It's also a lot easier to not hate Aunt Sarah because she's played by Yvette Nicole Brown, and I love Yvette Nicole Brown. Oh, seriously? I forgot yeah. about that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, as far as what we've been watching lately, uh, Lindsay, has Sailor Moon? It's gotten a lot better. Yeah? Yes. How far are you in it? Uh, season two, I think. Okay. I have been watching My Hero Academia, and I'm on season four. Yes. You have more time to watch like stuff, though. And I I've do. also been listening to podcasts. Yeah, you've been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts. Yes. Um, but So we, you can talk about that in a moment. So yeah, but just real quickly, My Hero Academia. Um, From what I've seen, it's it my, looks good. My friend gave me access to his country role, so I've just been watching that. And then I bought the movies, which came in yesterday as of recording of this. And they're just amazing, and I love it, and the show has made me cry, and I'm extremely invested in it, and I'm invested in the characters, so uh, I have to go buy action figures of them now. So, um... No choice. No, cho- no choice. Uh, what true crime podcast do you listen to? Um, I've, li- I've listened to a couple. Um, there was Crochet... And- Sorry, no. Crime and Crochet. Oh my god, is that that's a thing? That is a thing, Holy where crap. they talk about, like crimes so so do and you then do, they get then they mention a crochet pattern that's featured for so that if week. you sit there and you're crocheting while doing it do you feel like you're a part of things not necessarily like i'm doing quite i, I didn't listen to quite as much because um the other ones i was listening to were much more like like you could tell that they have more like right i like don't know information that and it's just like they have more like to say about it, I guess. Okay. Um, so, wh- and then, wh- wh- out of the ones you've been listening to, how, how, how many different ones have you listened to? Um, there have been three. Okay. What are what are what are what is your top one? Top one? Oh, that's hard to say. I really enjoyed. Um, one of one of our friends mentioned this one to me when I had um, said that I was crocheting. No, that I was like playing Animal Crossing and listening to podcasts. Right. Um, she had mentioned Murder with My Husband, which is really good because they do port like. They talk a lot about the victims and they don't really give much attention to the crime the crime or the person who committed it because it sometimes people will commit crimes solely for that attention. Yeah, uh, that's like that's why I don't like the whole like I guess true crime boom because it's like look, it's interesting to hear about these cases and hear about you know the victims and what happened. But when so much of the attention is given to the killers, uh, people that's that's how you get copycat killers and people being like oh they're so cool yeah right it's like no no they're not <laughs> stop yeah. um, um and then the third one that i was listening to was also crime junkie okay. um that one's also really good too because a lot of what they um talk about are like they do have unsolved mysteries in right. which case they're like if you guys have any information about this or like if in case like there's a missing person that wasn't identified and they're yeah. like if you had someone who went missing around this time like for sure yeah take, like take some dna tests and yeah it might even help us like figure this stuff out and okay. there have been developments where stuff like that if, has happened if we're talking about podcasts i listen to them often uh, my number one is the creeps mcpasta podcast where he reads creepypastas that he finds on reddit um, I've also been re-listening to, or I'm not, not re-listening to because I decided that I'm just like, whatever, I don't need to catch up all the way again. Uh, Welcome to Night Vale. That's a good one. Which is excellent. Um, 
I am trying to find more podcasts. Um, so I'm going to listen to some more over the next while. And I will let you guys know what I listen to and how those go. Um, because the Night Vale like, network it advertises a lot of other podcasts. Uh, mm-hmm. both Doesn't ones- there like, also well, like Good Morning Night Vale? Um possibly I think there's two but it's uh, the, the ones that they recommend aren't like other night veil podcasts I it's know, just they on have other ones it's just uh there there's one um it's called start with this it's a creative one so it's to help you with writing mm-hmm. um which is something i might want to get into and then there is escaping denver which is two strangers are in a maze underneath the denver airport and uh they are sending messages to a man who's outside of it trying to help them escape. Hmm. So that is apparently starting season two. Apparently started season two. Sorry. So, yeah. And I mean, I've also been listening to the Mr. and Mrs. Valentine show podcast, which is fantastic. (coughs) The hosts are adorable. Um, anyways. Yeah. Uh, as for other stuff we do, um, as mentioned, I'm, I've taken over the YouTube channel. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, it's mine. Um, and I'll be doing a Kingdom Hearts playthrough that I'll be starting hopefully soon. Um, I'm just trying to shake off the last remnants of COVID, which make me just very tired. Um, I'm also streaming Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Mario Mondays, where we're doing Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door, uh, whatever Wednesdays, where <laughs> I play either Kirby the Forgotten Land or Pokemon. And then, I don't know, like Free Roam Fridays, I guess, where I'm currently playing Breath of the Wild. So if you want to check that out, uh, you can find me on Twitch at Colin Valentine. You can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Colin Valentine underscore. Yes, and if you wanted to see any of my content, I'm most active on Instagram at creativehaven underscore LC, where I post a lot about what I'm working on. Um, or what I've made and what is new to my Etsy. Yep. Um, I also have a partially inactive um, email subscription where you can like find out like what I'm adding to Etsy before I actually do it. But the best way to get uh, updates about Etsy and get onto it before anyone else is actually to send it to our Patreon, uh, which is Mr. and Mrs. Valentine on Patreon. There's a variety of tiers and we are working on New stuff. One of the coolest things you can get is, of course, our monthly sticker. And April sticker was Appa, which Lovely I Sky just in. yes, I last sorry, I just started. Like I just uh, they're getting mailed out today. Yeah, I'm I'm mailing them out today. That's what I was trying to yeah. say. Um, <laughs> I could tell. Um, I, I like. I wanted to mention something that uh, one of my friends had mentioned, who was also subscribed to our Patreon. Yes, I write little letters in each she of does. the. Um, monthly yeah. sticker messages and um she said that it was very reminiscent of like animal crossing villagers uh-huh. writing letters to you and that, really she's cute. like i don't know if that was your intention but i really like it and i'm That's like really, that really was cute. not my intention That's but i'm never adorable. gonna forget that um and i mean i don't write letters but i edit the podcast so if you want other cool stuff you can get like your name in the credits of my videos and of the podcast um you can get there's a lot of other stuff you can get uh, so I encourage you to definitely go check out our Patreon and look at that for yourself. We're also working on adding a new special bonus. Uh, essentially, if you've ever heard of Rift Tracks, they just roast a movie as they watch it. And so what we would do is we would watch a movie 
um, picked by uh, our high tier, uh, probably $15 tier. And then the probably the top three tiers would get access to a once monthly special edition audio podcast where we watch the movie. And essentially, if you sync it up, it you can just hear our terrible commentary yes. on the movie. So that is something we're working on. Um, we are trying to, you know, make the Patreon as valuable as possible for you guys. Um, yeah. But yeah. thank you guys so much for listening. Um, it's been good to actually... I was... It's always hard to, like, get going with the podcast. Right. And <laughs> once we sit down and do it, it's fun. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I enjoy doing it when we sit down and actually start talking. But it's, like, the process of, like, knowing we have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's the same as, like, having to, like, tape stuff for YouTube. It's, like, I don't want to have to set everything up and do it. Once I do it, I'm fine. But it's, like, the whole setup just, it's exhausting. Anyways, uh, that's all for today. We've managed to push this to about 40 minutes. Which is why we doubled up, because we didn't have enough to say about either movie to justify an entire episode. Yes. Our next episode will be Sleeping Beauty, uh, but the next episode we are taking guests for is 101 Dalmatians. So if you guys would like to be on the 101 Dalmatians podcast, feel free to reach out to us either in Instagram DMs or our business email address, valentineprodesign at gmail.com. My name is Colin. And my name is Lindsay. And we are Mr. And Mrs. Valentine. Please, drive safely. Bye.